Hello and welcome to Bleed Green Radio. This is our first ever podcast with myself, Matthew Morrison, and as always, my fantastic co-host, Harriet Tyler. And this week, we're joined by the new Bleed Green TV co-host, Zeno. Hi, Matthew, and thank you for introducing me. I am so excited to be here today. It's going to be an amazing start to the new semester and the new format of Bleed Green, which we will touch on a little bit later. Uh, I'm really excited to be here with my new co-host, Zeno, um, and just have a chat with you guys. It's so nice to have human contact. Today, we will be talking about what sport will look like in the new climate, and we will also be having a chat with Zeno, getting to know him a little bit better. We will also be giving freshers a little bit of advice on coming to university. Whether it's helpful or not, we'll see. But Please tune in, listen to the end, and I hope that you have a great time. It's good to have the team back together. (laughs) It is great to have the team back together, but I have to say, Ed Keeler's accent has got a little bit posher. Not the Essex boy anymore, are you? (laughs) Which part of uh, London are you from, Zena? Southwest, like Tellington, Twickenham way. Oh, Twickenham's a good shower. Yeah, if I say Twickenham, everyone kind of knows what I mean. Yeah, sounds a lot nicer than Essex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't complain. I hope Ed doesn't listen to this, otherwise he's going to be very angry with me for all the shots I'm going to be firing. <laughs> so, Zeno, well, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what year are you in? What do you study? What sports do you do? Yeah, so I'm a third year student, or going into third year. I study sports studies, so basic, pretty much, but everyone at this uni studies sports studies, they play sports. Um... And I'm in the tennis, so I don't really play that much. It's more, more like social aspects in the social sector of the tennis club. But in the first show, I played a bit more serious. But um, yeah, so that's me, really. Not really much about me. Sounds quite interesting how you went from being Andy Murray and now you're, I don't, I don't even know what to call you, Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, Seth. <laughs> I wouldn't call Andy Murray, but I'll take Seth Rogen, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, what, so obviously you're now the new co-host of Bleed Green alongside Haz. Yeah. What was it that kind of made you want to join in? Um, so I knew Haz from first year, just from like flat parties and stuff. And then, so I obviously knew she did it. And then we saw, me and my friends one day in the library, we saw the ad on Facebook and they were like, oh, Zine. Like, they opened me Zine, they were like, oh, Zine, you'll be perfect, let's do it, do it. And I was like, mm. like, maybe, maybe not too sure. And then one day I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just, well, I wasn't necessarily, I was like, let's just message Has and see what it's about and then see. Um, and then me has spoke a little bit and then she was like, look, are you interested? I was like, yeah, why not? I'll do it. And then I'll do a little interval. We did like a screen test, didn't we? It was like yeah. a week before lockdown, a little screen test. And, um, and it was, I was actually, I wasn't too sure that time. I was like, do you want to do it? I was actually, I quite enjoyed it. And it's quite good fun, really. It's not, it's not nothing too serious. And then, Luckily, has texted me about a few days later saying you've got the you've got the role, and here we are. Really, well, we haven't really done much. We've been, no. we've been locked up, and keys been thrown by Boris, and just chilling out. Really, I just feel so bad because I feel like it was literally the week before lockdown. We were like, we need to get a new host really bad because Ed's off, and then uni doesn't start in September. So we were like, okay, let's appoint someone quickly. Did all the screen tests with different people got you on me and Stan the producer had a chat and we kind of you know came to the conclusion that Zeno was a good you know a good replacement for Ed different you know less uptight no (laughs) maybe I'm not joking (laughs) sorry Ed if you're listening I'm really sorry (laughs) so when you text me about the photos I was like Lee Green yeah forgot about that (laughs) I hadn't heard from you since I just completely forgot about it because I was just at home in London just not really doing much. All of a sudden you were like, oh yeah, any chance you do some photos for me? I was like, yeah, I'm the bleed green co-host. Yeah, I've actually got to do some stuff for this now. And all of a sudden I was like, right, let's get into this. How does it feel being the, being the new host? Are you prepared for the kind of walking around Foo Bar and people going, oh my God, I've seen you, wait. 
be green like they do that so what like people do it all the time and i'm just there like i'm just trying to have like my vk have a little dance <laughs> i didn't know about that um wow well now i'm a bit more nervous about that we used to tell me that i've got i think i've got to do a good job for people to say that to me obviously big shoes to fill with ed leaving but uh hopefully i'm up to it Oh, uh, you know what, Matthew? We keep talking over each other. You know what? We're gonna have to take it in turns. Turns, you go next. Go on. All right. So, other than working with Haz, what do you think is going to be the hardest part of doing bleed green? <laughs> <laughs> um, hardest part other than working with Haz. Um, I don't actually know. I've really, I haven't really thought about it that much. I thought this is just a. I've obviously seen a few of the like shows previously that Ed and Haz, and it's just. Just a bit of fun, really. It doesn't seem not that serious, just a bit of fun. Um, I'm sure Haz is not that bad, really. I'm sure it'll just be... I'm sure I've, I reckon the first couple, of, I'll be a bit nervous. And once I get used to it, it'll be second age and just good fun, really. It is really good fun, genuinely. It's so fun just meeting loads of people from different sports teams, having a laugh, like, especially when we went to um, go and try different sports, like Quidditch. Oh, my God. Like... Quidditch was something else like I remember we turned up and um, I spoke to the president but they're not like an official sports team they're considered a society so it's really odd so they don't actually even have like their own um, pitches to train on they literally train outside the radio station on like the bit of grass you know like up at the castle like near, like near the um, back end of the golf course yeah, yeah, they literally, that little bit of grass there, and I felt so bad for them. Um, but anyway, and I turned up, and I remember, it's just so, it's so funny, like, the interactions which you have with people, and me being me, I just, she started talking about these, like, brooms, and I could see, well, not brooms, they call them sticks, and I was, like, looking at these sticks, and I noticed that they, like, varied in different, like, lengths and, like, widths, and I said to her, I was, like, you know, is there, like, the optimum length <laughs> for, for one of these sticks? <laughs> what's the best curve to have on your stick basically yes that's basically why I asked and she um she I shit you not turned around and she she looked me dead in the eye she went well people have different preferences uh for their sticks she went when I had my first Quidditch tournament um I actually got bruised by the stick because it was too girthy <laughs> and I was like wow i was like this is a really tough decision you know length or girth <laughs> but yeah it's great fun you know yes sounds it <laughs> <It's> <laughs> stay away from hazard stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good fun and i promise i'm not that bad i'm sure i'm sure i'll find out soon once you get used to her she's a bit more you know you can deal with her a lot better if you want to comment, Matthew, what's your uh, rating me as a, a co-host? As a co-host, um, for banter, a good nine out of ten. I'll give you that. Um, professionalism, or looking at maybe a zero point one, zero point two. <laughs> <laughs> I turn it off and on. I read the room. You know, read the room. <laughs> now, to be fair, you are you're, on the least in the radio. You are a very good uh, co-host. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't know about Bleed Green. I've only done, I've only been on one episode as a guest. So, Zeno will be the expert of that soon enough. <laughs> do you want to do the rapid fire questions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, I've got 10 for each of you. Right, <laughs> Zeno, do you want the first 10 or the second 10? Go on, I'll go first 10. You'll go first Ooh. 10, excellent. So, it's just 10 questions and you just have to answer it as quickly as possible. Quickly as possible, okay. Yeah, this is all about speed, so don't even think, just the first answer that comes to your head. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Favourite colour? Red. Favourite sports person? White, white, white. Apologies, red, white. Fair. Should be green. No, sorry, <laughs> white and green. <laughs> Who's your favourite sports person? Oh, sports person. I don't know, don't know. so many to choose from. He's running out of time. I know. <laughs> Get a countdown sound effect. I'll go Andy Murray. Fair. Apple or Android? Apple. Name a country in South America. Argentina. What is 17 times 2 plus 4? 
That is correct. Well done. Come on. Woo! In American football, how many points are for a touchdown? Six. Well done. How many countries are in Great Britain? Oh. Four. Incorrect. It's three. Oh, Great Britain get... says they're just Scotland, England, and Wales. I'm going to get roasted for that for my notes. Oh. <laughs> America or Canada? America. Um, and give me a very impressive word. Oh, very impressive word. Oh, God, no clue. I said the, I just used basic English and got that most of the time. <laughs> Make a word up then. Beelzebul. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a football term. I'm sure you get used to it. Okay. <laughs> That's just my mates. Don't, don't, I'm going to get roasted just for that last <laughs> I'll definitely keep that in during the edit then. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Make that a little teaser trailer for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't know why you're laughing, Haz, because you're next. Okay, I'm ready. Right. Name a Pokemon. Oh, bloody hell. Um... God, starting off with a hard one. I don't even know. Wait, what's the yellow one? The yellow one. Even I Pikachu. Pikachu. That's that correct. That is, that is a Pokemon. <laughs> what is the uni lock called? The lock called. Um. There's a lock at uni. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> you know the bridge. It goes over the lock. I thought I just thought it was like a little lake thing. Yeah, a lock. I call it a lake. English. A man-made lake. No, I don't know Scotland. what it's called. It's, you should know because our uh, radio station is named after it. It's oh, uh, Lock A3. A3. A3 or A3. A3, same as the castle. Yeah. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. Forget or rounders? Rounders. Who's your favourite band? Catfish and the Bottle Men. Good choice. What is the best experience you've ever had? Keep it PG. No. <laughs> 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 I love that disclaimer for me. Best experience I've ever had. Probably when I was 18, I got my A-level results and then I literally went off into railing and it was amazing. Very nice. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Fanta or Tango? Fanta. Um, Mackie D's or KFC? KFC. And this, this, there is a correct answer to this last one. Uh, Fubar or Dusk? Fubar. Oh. You're incorrect. No, Foobies is the one. <laughs> I knew you were, I, I, I didn't know you were, so I looked up on your face, but you went, Barton at dusk. So I, if I had that question, I was going dusk. Ah, see, smart man. <laughs> research, did research. <laughs> no, I do know that you like, I, I know that you like dusk, but I have to say Foobar. Yeah, I'll give, uh, Foobar is a, is a better club, but I just think dusk has just got a nicer vibe to it. I don't know. Have you ever been to one of those bubble parties where you could probably like break every bone in your body? I have only been to one and I was working it and I was in charge of sweeping all the foam. I'll tell you what, a fun story wow. at dusk. I uh, strained my hamstring one night at dusk. There you go. How did you manage that? You know how slippy the floors are when you go up to the toilet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was very very drunk we'll go with that it was it was a massive day sesh ended up in dusk on a monday evening and um decided just to go to the toilet and i've got to the top of the stairs about to go down and i've just parted ways with my legs shall we say <laughs> and that was the end of zeno's tennis career literally <laughs> <laughs> i could i was struggling to walk for like a week and a half afterwards i was like limping all over the shop inside a big relief after you heard that news. I was tempted to claim, make a claim, you know. <laughs> oh, better not. Did you have an accident that wasn't your fault? Exactly. <laughs> there's a blame, there's a claim. Exactly. And it was your job to mop the floor, Matthew, so clearly your fault. I should, I should really complain <laughs> to you. Oh, I'm having technical difficulties and that's my dinner ready, so I'm going to be going now. <laughs> Oh dear. Do you guys miss Fubar Dusk? Do you miss a night out? Yeah. I was never the biggest fan of them, but I wasn't I, I, I'm really missing them. Fair. 
Gino, I can imagine you are. Yeah. So I was in Sterling. I actually just got up from Sterling yesterday. And who do you know City Walls has got a beer garden? No. Yeah, City Walls have got a beer garden. I was shocked as well. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was amazed, but it's a lovely little beer garden. But yeah, I'm really missing the night out. Yeah. Pubs are not quite cutting it in the moment. No, they're not. It's kind of like a wannabe club. Yeah. Like they're all, but they're not even, I don't think they're even allowed to play music, are they? They're not allowed like any live music or like live sport, supposedly, but they're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> You're in here first. Uh oh. Whoopsie. To be fair, quite a lot of the pubs have been busy and stuff. Uh, whenever I walk to the shops, all the beer gardens are, especially the one, is it Morrison's? Is it, I can't remember, it's called something else now, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you're on about. Well, the one next to Fuba. Yeah. Yeah, Morrison's, yeah. That was pretty busy when I was there the other day. Yeah, every time I've walked past it. To be fair, people do seem to be social distancing. But... Yeah, you, have, you have to, like, book as well. Like, Spoons has been rammed. I walked past Spoons, like, twice, and it was, like, people queuing to get in. I was just like, yeah. You know, I like the pub, but I'm not really going to queue to go into a pub. Like, why don't you yeah. go to Tesco to get some beer and just sit in a flat? <laughs> I know that's how I feel. Like, what is the point in going out when you're paying like loads for alcohol anyway? And it's not even a normal experience, you know, because you just have to be careful and mindful. And I don't know, you can't really relax. But yeah. I was quite good. I've just come back up home to um, Aberdeen and a couple of days before I came back up, the whole of Aberdeen got put into lockdown because we had the big cluster, which oh, means no. I was supposed to go out and see all my friends in Aberdeen, see my dad, go out and see my grandma and all that. And then now I'm just stuck in my small little village just outside Aberdeen. Oh no. And then I think I'll go back down on Sunday and on Monday all the restrictions get lifted. So my timing has been impeccable. <laughs> oh wow. Oh no, that's horrible to get in like full lockdown again. Um, I think, like I say, on Monday they start, cafes can open um, and stuff like that, but um, all restaurants and stuff are all closed in Aberdeen. That's a shame. I'm blaming was... the people coming over on the ferry from Shetland. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually the uh, Aberdeen Football Club um, that were quite a lot of people. I think they had eight um, members. It was like eight players, wasn't it? Yeah, so to, uh, they went, they broke protocol into a bar. I read that, yeah, I saw that. That's mad, that's so bad, and the publicity as well. Oh. They've had quite a lot of backlash, but I think it wasn't entirely their fault. I think quite a lot of the pubs weren't, they were saying that you had to book, but they were just letting people in and weren't doing social distancing. So I think the I think Sobar, not to name and shame, but Sobar was particularly bad, yeah. Yeah, I, I know the pub up the road from me. It's like my local one that I go to. It's kind of like a student bar. Um, and they've been, like, they've had two warnings already for not implementing social distancing. <laughs> but their beer garden's time. Like, I do feel for pubs because obviously they're trying, they're, they're obviously trying to, you know, keep their staff employed, you know, make money to stay open. But at the same time, it's like, you're going to get closed down if you don't, it's follow like the rules anyway making, like making money and then getting closed down yeah because like, also like pubs like never have turned people away unless they're like maximum capacity would be there. and now they've got to have like so many people in there it's just, yeah especially like they've had no income for the last like four four months or so yeah i can imagine it's um quite different down obviously with you in london or like just outside london is it are they all busy or is it kind of people being more sensible um it's like 50-50 really like you have like you can't basically can't go into one without booking like when i was in sterling and been i was in leeds the week before and you could just kind of walk in like walk around there was no real booking system but here you generally have to book like you'll you'll be lucky if you get someone if you have to book but they're all like at the start they're all round but now it's just like normal really it's like mm. saturdays and fridays they're busy well like before they were busy monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and now it's just like because obviously it was like all the pubs are open, let's go, no matter what day of the week it is. Now it's kind of just back to like normal, really. Yeah. I think as people are kind of getting more back to work and, you know, going back to more regular hours as well, people won't be going out. I mean, I in my flat I just moved into, when I first moved in, every single day there was lights on late at night, like one, two in the morning, people having parties or staying up late. And then now, even though it's a Saturday, there'll be like one or two lights on in the street because everyone seems to be going to bed earlier. 
Yeah. So I think people are getting more back to the normal routine, which I think is quite good as well. Yeah. I just hope that when, like, I know that everyone kind of, especially students, they've been home and maybe not socializing so much myself like I only have like a handful of friends that I still contact from school um so I've not really seen that many people and also I'm like mindful about my parents you know getting COVID and being careful from that kind of angle as well but I'm just worried that everyone's going to go back to uni and then go absolutely wild and if you know what in a place that's so small as Sterling like one person gets it and that's like half the population <laughs> How busy town was. Like there were so many locals, but I've never seen them that busy. And I was thinking, like thousands of students coming back in the next couple of weeks is gonna be absolutely grand. Because obviously yeah. it's the first time we've actually been there in the summer, and usually the locals go away and they're not away. And now you've got loads of like thousands of uni students coming back. Like good luck to I reckon it'll be busy, it's gonna be a busy week. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm definitely going to be staying inside for the first couple of weeks once uni's back. Let everyone else get all the going out and meeting up out of the way and then hopefully they'll die down by then. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, but we'll see. What did you guys do during lockdown to keep yourselves busy? And if we were to go into like a second lockdown, which could happen, do you think you'll be doing more or do you think you'll be doing what I've been doing the whole time and procrastinating and saying yeah I'm gonna learn Spanish I'm gonna do this gonna do that and then not doing any of it um I didn't do anything really I played something something my uh arse and played PlayStation for a good couple of hours <laughs> but I would like to think if uh we go into another one I would actually do some exercise and do something other than just sit and play PlayStation all day but who knows don't um, worry, I'll crack the whip for Bleed Green. I'll be like, Zeno, we're doing a fitness live workout and you're the host. Oh, great. I was um, back up here, so I was. my mum has been having the garden, but she wanted to get it redone. Um, and so I was then put in charge of doing that. So I was painting the garage and the house and all that. And then when I went back down to Stirling, I took up streaming video games. Just so if I was playing video games, at least I could say, oh, I'm doing it for something useful. So, yeah. Okay. But most of that, well, all the streams which I've watched are just people getting so angry at their game and like shouting. Like, was that you or were you like cool, calm, collected, you know? I'm a chill game, I think. You know, it's just okay. a game at the end of the day. Sometimes okay. it can get annoying, but um, the games I play are often very luck-based. So... Okay. Sometimes it looks with you, sometimes it's against you. What games do you play? Um, primarily like Hearthstone and Civilization. So more okay. like PC gaming. Yeah, Fair. I just kind of, well, basically, back in, hmm, let's think, March, uh, I started a project outside in my garden. And I basically, my parents were doing kind of similar to you, Matthew, doing some gardening, all of that. And uh, my dad took out like a whole hedge in the corner of our garden. And I worked out in the garden stuff. And I noticed most of the day, this one spot where he'd taken the hedge out had sun all day. And I was like, oh, it would be really nice to have some chairs there so you could sit in the sun kind of thing. Anyway, it turned into me going, yeah, I'm going to start a building project. I'm going to do deck. I'm going to build this wall with a built-in seat and all that. Now, it's still a working progress. <laughs> I've like done the basically it took me about two weeks to dig a hole to begin with because it was just so warm and like I'm not gonna lie I just it was it was a lot of work and um built this frame and I've got so far as building the frame for the bottom but I have to build the frame for the wall and it's just so annoying like cutting the exact like right angles to get it like sloping and yeah it's still not done and now it's being called the hole so clearly going to remain like that for a while <laughs> I think it is quite good that I think quite a lot of people have kind of taught themselves a new skill or found a new hobby or something like that and I think it obviously lockdown hasn't has not been ideal for pretty much everyone but I think it is kind of what you make of it and I think I've definitely not made much of it but there are people out there who have done a lot I think um one of my friends up here he's always wanted to learn how to play the guitar and so he's now teaching himself how to play the guitar and he's now very good I was like that's someone who's made use of their time in lockdown. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. I've been, you know what? 
I need to give myself more credit. I've been, I work, I've been working out literally every day, going on walks, staying active. Um, and then more recently, I've been doing a lot for like netball, a lot for um, like Air 3, um, Bleed Green, like, you know, so I have been keeping myself busy, but it just doesn't amount, it doesn't feel like it's, it's much because usually I'd be doing 110 things along with uni and it, you know, you feel like you've achieved more. I think I've done a lot less exercise in lockdown. A lot less. Agreed. I know we used to walk to the uni or walk to work in Bridge of Allen from Stirling, so I used to get like a lot of exercise that way. Um, obviously for them plus frisbee, and then now it's just I walk to Tesco, which is a minute away from my flat, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh dear. I think it is hard to motivate yourself, and I think we have to remember everyone deals with things differently and some people are like uber productive and then other people takes them a while to adjust and it's just kind of like don't beat yourself up about it at the end of the day because i don't know we're in a global pandemic i nobody knows how to react you know <laughs> like it's never happened well i mean it has happened but you know before way before our time <laughs> yeah never had in our, never happened in our life so. yeah i think even like i'm not trying to compare i'm not okay just to clarify, I'm not trying to compare a world war to I this. Say that. Here comes controversial has again. However, okay, no, 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 it's not controversial, but it is different because, you know, in the war, there were actually loads of progressive things which happened, you know, technology, women, um, things like that. But in a pandemic, let's face it, it's just, it's really shit. I'm not saying a war's not shit. <laughs> I'm not saying a war's not shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, at least we made progression as, you know, as humanity, whereas the, everything's like a, a standstill at the moment. So. I do, I do, I get your point. Like you can, when a war was going on, people like the, you could still do stuff, it makes sense. Like you could still walk out and go see your friends, but obviously there was a bomb siren, you would leg it. But <laughs> in, in this climate, we, are, we have just been, sat indoors in one hour you're allowed to go outside a day so i do yeah. get quite a little bit but yeah, <laughs> I, still, I still think we'll be a bit worse than this no no no. i agree i do agree <laughs> I, I, I would disagree on the fact that um like a lot changed like with technology and what i would obviously do agree with the war but i would say we have had quite a lot of societal changes across the world with the pandemic when you look at the amount of companies now that are looking at moving people to mainly working from home and a lot more of the technology from that side. I think mm -hmm. we have seen a lot of change from that. And I think there is definitely big changes. I think yeah. that people are saying now with, because we're having to restart economies, why not start them with like green, like use green technologies and a go for more sustainability, which obviously is always a good idea in my opinion. But so I think we definitely will see changes um, in the after effects. But I remember there was a quote that um, I've read a couple of weeks ago and it was, you can go decades without change, but then all of a sudden, there was it? Oh, I can't remember. Never mind, I can edit that out. It was something about you can go decades without change, but then you get decades of change in a moment or something like that. It was something like that, but I can't remember it. No, but that is true. That is very true. When you, yeah, I guess when you think about it, like for example, like my dad even, the company he works for, they've ended all leases for their offices. Like they've given them all up because they've literally proven during the pandemic that there was no need for them because everybody could do their job just as effectively from home. Now, whether that's, I, I mean, there are pros and cons to that, you know, like, uh, do we want people, people were already at a point where they were saying that people are too disconnected from each other already due to social media and things like that. So you, we don't know until it's kind of uh, a prolonged thing, but, I don't know that I think there can be cons to that as well in terms of like socializing and yeah being able to have human contact and not be stuck with your families 24 7 because I know myself that that isn't healthy. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, definitely. I think my mom's work they've said that um, they'd be doing it a split so three days a week you'd be at home two days a week you'd be in the office and then they'd rotate which days everyone did so that it'd be kind of like a difference so that each week you'd still have two days in the office, but they kind of, everyone would have that equal share so they could use less office space with the same amount of people, which yeah. might work. But I agree, like the amount of social contact people have, will be getting, if they do that full time, would be 
not quite enough, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Bloody pandemic. Okay, start to the decade, 2020, here we go. I know. How do we think that COVID will um, change sports as we know it kind of thing, like permanently? Or do you think, do we think it will kind of stay the same? I don't, I don't think it will change that much. I think obviously in the short future, there'll be regulations and stuff put in place to like get it up and running again. I think when everything's like all clear, I think it'll be back to, all, back to normal really. Like for example, mm -hmm. I played cricket two weekends ago now. And it was like usually, usually when you go for a drink, like rock up in your own clothes, you get changing changing rooms, and all this stuff. Like you can share, you can car share, um, and all, like all this stuff. And then like the new rules are, you got to come in all your whites, only one person in the changing rooms at a time. Another thing is like usually have like a tea that the home club put on for the away team, and like you had to bring your own packed lunch. That was a new difference. And then the only other thing was changed that you had to sanitize your hands every six overs when you were fielding. Oh wow. So it was quite a lot, but then you think about it, it's like it's just to start up again, get people playing again. But in the minute, like we're back to normal as such, I think everything will kind of you'll go back to having match tees with your like the opposition in the same room, more than one, and change and stuff like that. I think just to re I think just to start everything up, you obviously have to change. But I think mm -hmm. once we know more about the pandemic and what's going on, with the, what's going on with the virus, I think everything will slowly get back, go back to normal. Yeah. I think changes to sport will kind of be more like sport specific. Like we're seeing with the NBA, they've started for this with the whole new bubble thing. They're saying that um, for the playoffs, there's a way for like the eighth and the ninth place teams to have like um, extra games to try and get into the playoffs. And people were saying that that's quite a popular idea and that might stay post COVID and stuff. Mm. So I think sport to sport, every sport will have changes that will that they might not have thought about, which have helped the sport. But I think another thing that might be um, really impacting, maybe not sport as we know it, as we see it, but like esports have definitely seen a large growth in popularity because they're the only ones that have been able to remain unaffected or actually probably had more people playing them. So I think that's definitely taken off and it was taking off before anyway, but I think in the next coming years, esports will definitely maybe be more of a competition for watching um, sports. Yeah, I agree. I think that it'll be interesting. I mean, I guess we can see kind of societal changes as it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm convinced, guys, okay, you heard it here first, that masks are going to be a fashion statement. There's going to, Halloween, kids are going to be wearing like face masks with like scary faces on Christmas. There's going to be like Santa on the front, you know? Ru Rudolph, you're going to have like a red nose. People who do like Halloween wear masks. Well, yeah, but like an actual, what I mean is like, you know, a, a COVID, like, a protective equipment mask. But I don't know. So you heard it here first, just letting you know, okay? If you're in Fubar two years from now, wearing a face mask, like, because you think you look cool, heard it here first. I, I've worn the last two years anyway, off, off a Halloween oh. face mask. Well, okay. I, 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 right, look, I, you know. I think I look semi-cool as it was. <laughs> I feel like no. shoes very nicely, you know. I'm very happy here. <laughs> Matthew just likes it because you're mean to me. But, you know, this is the common trend, okay? If you, if, you, if you hate on me, then people like you. <laughs> it's not hating, it's friendly banter. We don't hate you. <laughs> no hate. No hate, don't discriminate. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I guess there's loads of change coming, including change coming for, you know, Bleed Green, for example. Little segue going in there. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more, Has. Well, um, so basically, Bleed Green is, as you know, Matthew, because you're now one of our Bleed Green ambassadors, um, Bleed Green's now taking over um, all of the kind of media, uh, well, sports media within Sterling. So it's becoming kind of like a franchise. So Bleed Green um, TV, Bleed Green Radio and Bleed Green Press. So it's going to be like a nice um, 
brand throughout the university so you can basically access all of your sports sterling at, uh, sports at sterling um in the same place so it's convenient for everyone it's yeah just kind of continuing the bleed green and making steps to expand and get more people involved so it's exciting it's very exciting the bleed green conglomerate is what i've been calling it <laughs> i like that definitely but yeah it's going to be good so what what are you what are we expecting to see from like bleed green press like what is what are we expecting to see from that kind of organization okay so bleed green press is um obviously um going to be run by the university um student paper which is brig um, and it's going to basically feature articles interviewing sports teams. It's going to feature um, mini clips um, for sports roundups, um, including some audio um, and kind of co collaboration with um, Bleed Green TV. Um, obviously, Bleed Green Radio, which we are on right now, I guess. <laughs> the first ever Bleed Green Radio episode. Yes. Um, it's taking over from um, F3 Sports Show. Um, so it's the same thing effectively um, with the same hosts, me and Matthew. <laughs> Just um, instead, it's now being rebranded as Blue Green. So there's no confusion um, for people. And I think that it will definitely mean that freshers know where they can access um, sports uh, and access information surrounding sports at Sterling. Um, and it will effectively just encourage collaboration between all three media societies, which at the end of the day is the best outcome that we can have. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. We will be starting podcasts um, for Bleed Green Radio also. Um, and we're gonna be having things like this with Zeno, our new host. Um, we're planning on having a uh, Black Lives Matter podcast with a panel. Um, and hopefully we'll be doing many, many more um, in the future. And just kind of, whilst we can't necessarily be doing a show in person, we just want to keep the radio spirit going on through the form of podcasts. <laughs> Making big moves. Yeah. And Matthew, as your role as the Bleed Brigand ambassador for the radio, do you want to give us a little bit more of an insight as to what that will entail what it means and um about the other bleed green ambassadors also um yeah so it means um, i'll be kind of working with the other bleed green ambassadors who are jesse and natalia um who are i think jesse's bleed green press and natalia's bleed green tv um so i mean i'll be kind of speaking to them so they're aware of what i'm doing with all the projects and i'm aware of what they're doing so then if they need any help or if they've got an idea of how we could maybe do an audio twist on the TV or the press or vice versa, we can collaborate so that it's, like you say, it's not three different organisations, it's kind of more like one. Um, so as ambassador, I'll be looking at that, obviously still hosting the radio show with yourself um, and we'll be hopefully having our own Bleed Green radio kind of crew, own little team, which obviously will help to organise them so we can bring you more content on sport within Sterling and um, student sports, as well as global sport, keeping you updated across all sports around the world. Exactly. And I mean, it sounds very complicated, but it really isn't at the end yep. of the day. It really isn't. Just type in Bleed Green and you'll find something to read, watch, listen to. It's going to be great. But Zeno, how does that sound? I don't think you even knew about that. Oh, so I'm shocked. It's but it sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty exciting. And um, yeah, sounds sounds promising, I guess. And good, like, well, we'll see what you can do with the current climate or bunch and we'll make it make work for it. Yeah. So now you're associated to not only Blue Green TV, but you're, you're an associate to the other ones too. You got three for the price of one. How oh. do you feel? <laughs> Over the moon. <laughs> three times as good as Ed already. <laughs> oh, don't say that. He's the sports president, so I Zeno really, could get. I really hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> or li listen, in fact, yeah. Listen, yeah. He's a, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. I'm sure he will have better things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moved on to bigger and better things. He won't be listening to this. He'll be like, wait, every radio who? Bleed Green Radio who? 
<laughs> exactly. I'm just looking at the list of things that we had, Has. Um, I think the only thing that we haven't done is advice for freshers. Is that something we still want to do or? Yeah, so we could go, go do that, do some advice, if we think that that's uh, something well, which well, will well, be well, useful. They can't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay safe when you go to food bar, don't fall down the stairs. Oh, wait. <laughs> stay safe, stay indoors. Yeah. I do feel really bad for freshers. Yeah. Like, so do I. I don't even know. Are they, are they allowed to go move into halls and stuff? Are they, have you, do you know anything about that? I think so. I mean, my brother, he's actually just done his A-levels, I guess. Um, got his results last week. Um, and he, as far as I'm concerned, is being welcomed to halls and they're signing people up. I think the idea is that once you are in your flat, they're kind of like your social bubble. Yeah. So they're your kind of like housemates. They're the people that you're allowed to legally um, socialize with in, you know, in your house or in your flat. Um, and I think they're going to be trying to discourage people from mixing. But I, you know, we know that that's going to be a very hard task. So who knows? That's going to be a very interesting experience. Imagine if when you went into first year, you had your whole flat and then you were told these are the only people you're allowed to meet for the next like three months. You have to live with them all day, every day, and that's it. That would be, it depends on who you got, that would either be a really good experience or a pretty terrible experience. If you were entering first year this year and you were with your flatmates from first year, yeah. would you be able to cope? Oh. I reckon yes and no, because you knew <laughs> you knew my flatmates. Yeah. Because they they're all lovely, but they're also a bit mental. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I would have. I think I would have done, because I guess different. Because obviously I was in Willow and my little. Once I closed my like door, that's like my space. I guess I had like my bed, my bathroom, my places, and I think I reckon I've been. I reckon I've been alright. It would have been obviously different. Because you wouldn't have been able to go out and do stuff. But I think I'd have been able to manage. Like if they were been a bit too mental for me, I would just lock that door and be like, right, I'll see you tomorrow. But um Peace yeah. out. Yeah. But to be fair, most of the time that they were, when they caused a racket, it was when you were over. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> when I was younger, my teacher, my my year five teacher, okay. So year before you go to secondary school he you, he nicknamed me harriet fm because he said that you could hear me through every corridor in the school <laughs> yeah, i would i would agree it was like i was broadcasting <laughs> yeah. no did he know that you would soon go on to be a radio presenter i know so apt isn't it so apt but i, I do apologize Zeno, for that i do apologize okay. However, actually, you know what? I think I do recall losing my bank card in your flat and you not telling me until like two weeks later when I cancelled the card. What, that I had it? Yeah. Oh, sounds about right. I used to do all sorts of stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like take people's phones and like, the best was obviously in Willow, you had those uh, key cards. And I, the first week they were like, oh, they'll be really nice because you're fresh and whatever. And then after they start charging you a fiver every time, that they were yeah. like, oh, so I would like hide people's one and they'd be like stressing, like searching the whole kitchen, the hallway of their rooms. I would just like put it up somewhere high they just couldn't reach. And then just stress for hours. And I would just forget. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, I should probably go give it to them like hours later. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, I remember the bank card then. That was, so I didn't actually know it was yours at first. We were, how didn't you know it was my? It says my name on it. Look at it. I just kept it. I was like, right, I'll talk about it later. Stand <laughs> <laughs> on me. Yeah, women. I wouldn't have actually known because I never checked my bank statement. But I remember really stressed. Like I was like, I've lost my bank card. Like I was like, that is so not me. That is so not me. And then I remember you messaged me like the day after I'd cancelled it because I was like waiting. I was like. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Like someone, I like went to Fubar, I like asked for called Tingle, and then the day after I cancelled it, to it was you messaging me. I think I just found it underneath the sofa or something. To fair, it's the kind of thing if, if I did have it, I would just keep it for weeks and not tell anyone. 
I think I've outed you now. Don't this, trust Dino. This is making it sound really bad, but can, I, can we just clarify? I don't think I used it once. The, the money's still there. Like, <laughs> I wasn't like robbing hands and taking all the money. Can we just, can just like, get that clarified that I'm not that bad? Practical jokes, yes, but there's, I know when there's a line. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, well. It was my fault, I guess. But, yeah. Freshers, my advice to you. If you have a flatmate like Zeno, don't <laughs> lose your credit card around him. Fresh advice. I mean, it is definitely hard to give advice because there's not really much to give advice on. Make sure, like, you bring, like, as, as boring as it sounds, bring, like, ball games or card games that you can transform into drinking games. <laughs> because that is a good show. Because the easiest way to get to know people, because I'm like, the minute someone gets with alcohol in them, everyone just kind of relax, and it's the quickest way you can like feel comfortable around people and get to know people. Really, especially with like what's going on now, I would honestly probably suggest like don't go don't go on your phone for the first like two hours you meet them and just get absolutely hammered and then see where it rolls. Like, so obviously because they'll probably know around right now where they're going to be living, aren't they? Like what? Like, so the minute you, like, know someone, just set group chats up. Like, we had... I came late, but I know my flat had, like, a massive group chat that everyone was in. Because that's when you can just get to know people slowly through that. And then, yeah, alcohol, drinking games. That always seems to... Uh, it always seems to make people comfortable with each other pretty quickly. But if you, you have to drink to make friends, you can also do it the... Yeah, that's well, silver way. Yeah. <laughs> we're not saying you have to drink. We're just saying that in some situations it helps. Drink sensibly, of course. <laughs> know your limits. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to stay to your limits. Just at least know them. <laughs> yeah. Know when it's time to walk to bed. <laughs> no, definitely. No, I would agree with you on that one. Card games is always a good one. Just I don't know. I would say, like, with, well, within reason. Say, like, if you are on the fence whether to do something or not, just do it. Just go for it. Like, grab grab the opportunity. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be scared. Everyone's in the same boat as you. No question's a stupid question. Um, I know when I went into, you know, when I went into Freshers Week, I was like, I'm going to have a good time. I want to meet loads of people, and I just want to make friends. Um, and just every opportunity which came I just kind of went with if my flatmates wanted to do something you know they were the only people that I knew you know ish when I went just like everyone else if they have a suggestion they want to do something even if you're like oh that sounds a bit like lame or that doesn't sound like me just do it because you'll make a good memory or you know you'll meet someone different or you know so many possibilities just go for it yeah it was as cliche as like YOLO is just <laughs> like it's like this it's like a 2016-2015 saying or whatever it was but just you only you do only live once like just do it you know yeah you know I think yeah go on um, it's like you don't want to be you don't want to be living like in a week's time regret not doing it and you, you get, like especially at yours you get major FOMO at uni as well like just go yeah. do it yeah I think at the moment because all the societies and sports teams will be giving doing their give it a goals majority online because you don't have to go to each and every single one of them, just have a look at anything that might even slightly interest you. And you can go in the give it a go. It'll probably be a Zoom call or something. And if you're 10, 15 minutes in and you don't fancy it, you can just hang up, yeah. try it, and then yeah, go into cool. the next one. Or, so, if, or if you don't met, like get to go to message someone. Like Everyone's friendly enough around the university that you can just like drop has a message for netball or drop me for tennis if you were interested in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> or like, but anyway, like, not just pretend never this, but like, everyone's like happy to like help and stuff. There's not, no one's going to be like, no, we don't want you in our club. Just drop the yeah. message, and everyone's pretty easy going. And especially at Sterling, it's not, mm-hmm. not the most intense place in the world, is it? No, no, it is it, like that is so true. Just go for it. Just don't be, don't nobody's out to get you. Everybody, like, people want you, like, we're having conversations in committee like we want people to join like we're worried people won't be joining you know we want people to join um we want people to get involved we're trying to make it as comfortable for you guys as possible we know it's not ideal we know that it would be you know more ideal if we could have face-to-face give it a go where you can kind of just turn up have a look like 
you know, not commit to anything. Um, but again, joining a Zoom call, like Matthew said, you're not committing to anything. You can hang up if you don't like it or show your face, listen to what they have to say and then go, nah, not for me, which is absolutely fine. Nobody's going to hold you to it, you know. Like, so. And ever, like, we were all freshers once. We all moved village or city or town to this new place. Like, everyone's been there, done that. Like They're all going to know exactly how you feel. And yeah. like, even just take up, take up something new. Say, like, oh, I've always thought about playing, I don't know, give, someone give me a sport, a random sport. Frisbee. Frisbee. So you've seen so these people playing Frisbee down the park. Or, oh, I've always done that. Just message someone. There's no, there's no harm in trying to. Either you're going to like it, and like there you go, you found a new society or a sport, or you don't like it and it wasn't for you, you move on. That's kind of how I got involved with the radio, was I was walking through uh, the atrium, and they were playing a good, I can't remember what the song was, but there's a good song, and I was like, oh, that's a nice song. So I went and spoke to Kieran Daly, who's the president, and he was like, oh, we've got a free slot next Thursday. You can just go in and just spend an hour or two just playing music and just chatting. And I was like, sure, I'll do that as like a one-off thing. And now three years on committee, four years later, I'm now here as social sec, head of sports and radio is my favourite thing to do at uni. And it was something that I'd never considered. I'd always been told I had a face for radio, but I'd never actually properly <laughs> wanted to go into it. And I'm now, for people listening, Matthew has a face for radio. <laughs> don't have a voice for radio, though, I don't think. But no, so it's like you can, you might come up with something like, say there's the media societies which obviously we're all big fans of there's the sports societies but if you're into like gaming or there's like computer societies there's so many political societies and all that and there's for whatever you want whatever you what you could be interested in there's a society for it and if there's not just start one yeah yeah no definitely i like similar to you matthew i didn't i came to uni knowing i wanted to join netball played netball for ages knew i wanted to join um However, I didn't know I wanted to join radio. I didn't go to uni wanting to join radio. I went to uni studying politics, philosophy, and economics. And now, three, well, two, two and a bit years um, later, I now want a career in media. So, you know, it, it's tables turn and, you know, just go for it. You can meet some good people as well. Um, people who you'd never met. I would have never met Haz if I hadn't unfortunately become head of sports and <laughs> I'm joking uh, again I wouldn't have met Haz or Ed who are some of my closest friends who I've met at uni and something like that and it's all just because I've joined a society and so that would be my one bit of advice is join clubs and societies it's even like it goes opposite ways like even if you're thinking about like stopping a sport because you haven't been enjoying it just go for like for me with tennis I was about to like stop but I'd like basically stop before uni and I had like one friend who was here the year before and he was like, look, just come along, have a hit, have a training session. And also, I like, 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 started loving it again. And that was, that was just, we had like a love story for the first year, me and tennis, when I retired. <laughs> um, but like, I literally, I was, I barely played like, last summer before uni. And they was like, pre like, pressure me, like, come on, just, just come and try. And I ended up like, first year, like, really loving it until like February. But it's just like, even if you're thinking about stopping a sport, just go, go to the giving goal, go speak to someone, because you might just find that renewed, like, the renewed passion, especially. Like, I think it's different with sports as well. At uni is like more like a team environment, especially for like tennis, for instance. You're so solo. The minute you come to uni, it's like a team environment. So it's just a different environment, different people just give everything a go, really. Definitely. I think when you look at um, Ed Keeler, who's now the sports president, he was big American football player and um, was on committee for that. And then last year, decided to drop American football and join water polo. And from what I heard, he really enjoyed it, loved it. American football, the training is quite intense. There's a lot of time-consuming um, bits to it. So I think if you're worried about having not enough spare time, just find a sport which doesn't take life. To, there's so many sports that don't... like They compete, but that's not why people do it. Yeah. Yeah. And people are... You know, it, it actually baffles me because in Sterling, people don't necessarily go out to be good. At the, like, they don't go out to be good or be the best. But we have some fantastic sports teams which compete at such high levels and everyone has fun whilst doing it and I can definitely you know name so many which provide like the an amazing social aspect to it as well as having such a competitive side and it's just so nice having the two um, and you can choose one or the other 
as well if you, if that's you and if that's for you though yeah definitely I feel like we're we're all like having a love story with sport here <laughs> we're, we're experiencing what Zeno experienced in first year <laughs> <laughs> But it is so true, and at Sterling, sport is so integral to most people's university experience. And I would just say, join join a society, join a sports team, just just do it, just go for it. Definitely changes your life. <laughs> Still feels weird that I'm going into my last year now of uni. Freshers' year, my freshers seems like a year ago, if that. No, I can imagine. It's How does scary. it feel knowing this is your final year? I don't. I spent my entire uni career going, "Oh, what do we tell me for uni? Just want to get past it." And now I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not ready to go." <laughs> the real world's up. I don't want that. Um, I might be doing a masters, but it'll be in Edinburgh if I do it. Are you? I was about to get so excited, and then you told me that you're being a traitor and going over to Edinburgh. But the degree I want to do, they only do it in Edinburgh, St Andrews. <laughs> So, unfortunately, Fair. now Sterling gets their thumb out. Fair. Well, at least it's not St. Andrew. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I could meet a member of the royal family and then just marry Rich. I'd go to St. Andrews. <gasps> King Matthew. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> do a Kate Middleton. <laughs> Which royal do you have a poster of in your bedroom? Oh, Queen Elizabeth. Any oh. day of the week. But Maybe back from like the lucky. 1950s, the 1950s black and white original copies. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Sorry, I was just about to drink and talk into the bottle at the same time. Then I was like, that really doesn't make good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough. We might not have our sound effects board uh, with us in the studio, but we've got a hazard ball close enough. <laughs> you want seaside? <laughs> Oh, so Zeno, did you like your first experience of maybe a semi? Well, well, I guess bleed green, bleed green radio. Your first experience of bleed green radio. Yeah, it was really good fun, really. Well, it's just like having a conversation. It's not really exactly. There's not really much about it. You just obviously you have like topics you want to discuss, but it's really just having a having just a normal chit chat with your mates. And not there's nothing really. Not not, not really that expert about it exactly like, don't give away our secrets that's what i was about to say i was like zeno loads of people loads of people oh, interviewed really for that this <laughs> is the most difficult thing you can do it's you know learning the script take years all the makeup i've on right now is ridiculous as well like <laughs> you must have a face for radio that's all i'm saying so uh, god uh, help uh, us when we start filming for bleed green tv Maybe we'll get a haircut for you first. No, I'm actually due one next week, thank you. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I had one like, oh, a month and a half ago, and I just really forgot to have one. I'm like, right, I just came back from a little, like, two-week trip. I was like, right, book a haircut for next week, go see my barber, or I go back up. So that, that is it's not, it's, sometimes it's long, but it's not, I don't, I'm not my favourite. But I don't know I'm punching my hair, no one can see it. Like, <laughs> You're like... Smizing at the camera. Yeah. But yeah, I am true haircut. That's good. I'm glad that you're gonna be sorting that out for when we start filming. Oh, is it really that bad? Yeah, hundred percent. It's awful. Thanks. It's awful. And we need to sort out Matthew's uh, Hitler tash before we start oh, doing like commentary <laughs> too. I didn't want to mention it, but <laughs> to be fair, it was a lot. It was a lot worse a couple of days ago, and then I had like four or five Zoom meetings over the last couple of days, and I was like, right, it needs because I had um, just this bit I had the whole goatee. I hadn't shaved it during lockdown, um, and I decided it had to go. I didn't even realise that, and I've been on like we've had like little Facebook like chats, and I hadn't even noticed. I've been hiding it rather well because it looked disgusting, but it was quite good fun to kind of twirl it. So yeah, can I just put a, like disclaimer? If I if I leave the house, I do wear a hat at the moment. Obviously, no one okay. can see my hair, but I've been wearing a hat around Sterling the last week and in Leeds. I don't just I'm I'm aware it looks a bit like a mop, but also <laughs> just in the comfort of my own room, I thought I'd be safe, but clearly not with has in this chat. <laughs> yeah, I've been using yeah. that same tactic with the COVID masks because yeah. you can't see anything. 
I was about to ask, how do you cover that monstrosity? But now we know. <laughs> I've got a really big mask as well, so it covers the entire face almost. Oh, even better. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's okay. I like to wear my mask as well, because I know that we're not doing anyone any favours by having this monstrosity out either. <laughs> to be fair, you'd actually be driving favorite. people back inside the home, so you'd actually be helping fight COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You know what? I'm actually going to put that on my CV. CV. I was a key worker during COVID. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Single-handedly saved Wales. Yeah. Deterred people from going outside. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you so much anyway, guys, for coming on the show, despite your insults. Um... Thank you, Zeno. You have been great and it was lovely to get to know you a little bit better. Not that I maybe wanted to. Um, thank you so much, Matthew. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to co-host with you. Um, I hope everyone who's listening at home really enjoyed the podcast and uh, tunes in to more Bleed Green Radio content soon. Bye, 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 bye,